When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. guys welcome back to the podcast today i have coach harvey you just told me where you coach i'm gonna screw it up coach at huddle high school yes right? huddle yeah the huddle hippos yes sir huddle hippos all right only one in the country we're uh we're kind of unique in that area so it's it's fun man that's a good name uh there's a place up here there are the shells and there's another one called the bunnies so hugh hefner visited them because they were the bunnies there you go. <laughs> so before he passed away years ago, he visited them. Um, my school's called the Blazers. It's not as cool as the Hippos. That's cool. I'm going to be on that for another minute. Like that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a need. Like if you drive around town, there's a lot of ceramic, cement, hippos in the front yards of towns. Or excuse me, businesses, townhomes, homes, all of it, and so people. I've really embraced it. And there's a whole story about, you know, I don't know, early 1900s where there was a circus running through town 
and uh, they had some trailer issues, so they stop on the side of the road. Well, one of the hippos got loose and takes off to the middle of downtown, what is now established as Hutto. So uh, it's kind of got a ring to it, you know, uh, the Hutto hippos. You got two T's in, in the, the town of the name and uh, two P's in, in the hippos. And so, yeah, people eat it up, man. In fact, we're building a, a freshman center right now that will be open in the fall. That's eventually going to be high school number two. The growth around here in the, in the northeast Austin area is just ridiculous. And so the town came together. There was a big, big uh, city council meeting and the school board and everybody came together. And like, what are we going to do? We've got two high schools now. We can't we can't move on from the hippos. And so we're going to have uh, the Hutto High Hippos and the Hutto North Hippos when that becomes a full-fledged high school. So there's going to be two in the country about 2.5 miles from one another. That's crazy. I think – Everybody's just moving to Texas, though. I think that's the problem. There are several people coming out here, absolutely. So It's on my list. I'm trying to get the girlfriend to – we're not bringing any politics stuff with us. It's My friend lives down there. I have another friend that moved around Dallas, I think. He coaches at a middle school. Okay. He's been trying to get me to go down there uh, with our governor and the thing we dealt with with COVID. We got to leave. I was like, we got to go. Like, we're still sort of shut down. We're supposed to be fully reopened tomorrow or Friday. But, yeah, it's Texas on the list. Texas or Indiana, one of the two. It's a good spot. It really is, man. I mean, we we joke about it all the time. Of course, you know, Texas high school football is what it is <laughs> down here. And, uh, but the joke is, you know, if you weren't born in Texas, you got here as fast as you could. So it's, uh, it's a good place to live. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the implants right now are coming from California just because of, mm-hmm. you know, property values and, and what they're able to move into here in Texas versus what they had out in, in California. is just like astronomically different. And so, um, but we welcome it, you know, I mean, I know you, you, you brought the whole politic thing up. I mean, there's, there's going to be your, your staunch conservatives, you know, conservatives that balk at the idea, but, um, you know, Austin is a lot different than the rest of the state. It really is. Um, and then even Hutto is different than Austin. So, I mean, you, you know, Texas is what it is. It's as big as, as everybody says it is. And then you, you throw high school football into it and it's a whole different world. I lived in Indiana, speaking of Indiana, for two years, you know, and everybody equates kind of the Indiana basketball with Texas high school football. And I mean, I've been in both worlds and, and, and I got to say, I grew up here and I've lived here, uh, you know, 40 of my 42 years of life. And uh, there is nothing, absolutely nothing like Texas high school football. And, um, you know, again, we, we, we are very proud of it and we boast about it, but I've lived the other life, so to speak, two years. Yeah. But two years long enough for me to realize like, yeah, basketball in Indiana is big. It's still not football in Texas. It's just not. And so, but it's fun. I mean, it, it's uh it's something that we embrace and, and we enjoy here. And it doesn't matter if you're in Austin, Houston, Dallas, even out in the plains of, of West Texas, where I originally grew up, football is king, man, and it's a it's it's a way of life down here. So, yeah, I I'm from Central Illinois. Probably it was um, forty minutes from Covington, Indiana. Okay, probably an hour and a half from Indianapolis. So I grew up in Central Illinois, which is similar to Indiana. Um, but you're right; I've heard all you Texas coaches. I've seen it. Your stadiums are big. I went to Eastern Illinois University. Your stadiums are bigger than that. I get it. That's why it's on my list to go move to. At first, the heat the heat kept me away. I'm a big guy. I played offensive line. I'm a big guy. Me and the heat don't get along. 
I got but you. as hot as it, how hot it's been the last week or so, I'm like, I don't care anymore. I could go to Texas, pay less taxes, <laughs> coach football, and deal with the heat. I'll be okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's all relative, right? I mean, you know, we actually practice in the morning to stay away from it. So there's ways around it. Um, you know, the, the evening games are still going to be warm, especially early September. But about October, it's definitely doable. And then, you know, our, our playoffs go all the way until December. Of course, if you're lucky enough to play in round three, four, five, you're going to play indoors likely. The likelihood of you playing indoors is pretty high. And so it's 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 not a bad as bad as it may sound or seem. And, you know, again, it's relative. You get used to it. So, yeah, well, our schedule screwed up still because of COVID. Because everything got crammed for us in the spring. So, right. like, so. baseball is ending right now. Track is getting ready to end. So, everything's still being used. So, like, if track has it in the morning, we have to play second fill because they're still in season. I got Normally, you. we go in the morning because I think you guys had a normal season. Ours in Illinois, basketball started, I think, January 20, 30th was the first day of basketball practice. They crammed basketball, all winter sports. And all fall and spring until now, from January till now, just crammed. Mm. I coach basketball, football, and track. So I had to do basketball, then right into football and track. And it was terrible. And I think you guys had a regular season, right? Like everything went normal. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, we had to eliminate one game uh, from our regular season. So we played nine regular season games this year, but um, – the state championship actually pushed into January. We, we played the state title after uh, the um, – uh, come on, Harvey. Um, sorry, went blank. The college football playoff. So it was like the 23rd of January. So that was weird, a little different. But we did. We got it in, and, and uh, those teams that went all the way got to play 15 games. Normally it's a 16-game season. So. Wow. See, we usually play nine. We only got six this year. Because gotcha. of shrinking it down. The only reason why I remember what day basketball started because I got COVID the day before it started. Oh, really? That's how I, that's yeah. how I remember. Yeah. The first day of practice, I was like, "Hey, I shouldn't show up because I just tested positive. I'm not going to be there." <laughs> that's how I remember. I'm just getting my smell back. Speaking of that, wow. like it's taking this long. That's nuts. I don't recommend it. No doubt. I've been uh, fortunate. I've been fortunate not to have to mess with it yet, but I've known people that obviously have had it, and family members and that type of thing. So, And we did everything right. Like we weren't sheltered ourselves. Like we went to work, you know, whatever contact days we had, we I went to, we went to the grocery store. We weren't these people that just stayed in. Right. So we, did, we did everything right. Sure. And still got And still got it. So I said at this point, uh, man, it lasted probably five days or six days. I had a quarantine for 10, but for about the five or six days, if I took the dog outside, I thought I ran 10 miles. Is that right? Oh, and then when you couldn't taste the food, like, yeah. have you seen the videos? Like I took a bite of an onion just to see, you couldn't tell at all what it was. I tried to drink black coffee to learn how to do that. Uh, you couldn't tell. And then, wow. My smell is still messed up. If somebody's grilling, I can't smell it if I'm not by it. If it's far away, I can't smell it. It's bad. Anyway, that's my tangent. Um, no, yeah, that's not good. Um, now, I think you're, you're the defensive coordinator, right? That's correct, yes. Now, mm -hmm. what kind of defense 
I'm going to get technical now. This is the professional side of this. Um, So what defense do you believe in what you guys run there? Because I've been diving in. I used to coach defense. I coach offense now. I'm diving back in more into defense because everybody's going to a 3-5. Everybody I see. So, like, what do you guys run? Because I'm very interested what people run, how they think, how they tick, and why do they run them the way they do? Sure. Yeah, we're, we're in a, a tight four, so that three down is definitely something that we're doing. We're still in more of a conventional three four rather than the stack with the three five, and the you know we have two overhangs though, so we're we're playing you know our our five man box inside. We're in four zero forefront. I'm actually not playing a whole lot of four eyes, kind of like that's a big deal. Um, I think some of the OCs are starting to catch on to that, particularly you know Coastal Carolina had a really good year this year and. Um, I was watching some of their stuff that Dan Casey had done. And so, you know, they were talking about arcing that four eye a lot and being able to fan out a lot with the overhangs. And so I really like to play a head up four. Um, I feel like it, it causes more, I wouldn't say confusion, but it also, it makes people think a little bit more because they're, you know, we're moving a lot. And so um, the, the big question is from the, is particularly for the tackles, you know, because we're a head up alignment on the tackles is which way is this guy going to you know, go. And so, with our overhangs, um, we're playing everything box with them. So we're kind of spilling with our interior guys, boxing with our exterior guys. So it's a both and thing. You know, I mean, with the 50 front, you're going to get the majority of the guys going to box. But we, we kind of do both and. We're cool with spilling it to those dudes. And then one of the things that I do that's a little bit different than others is um, we're a fast flow concept, right? So so we have a call with our front down linemen that we're going to get them into a gap that we call. And then the, the interior backers, just like in an old school 50 front, they're going to read guards. But what we'll end up with with the fast flow concept is we'll have a fitter in what I call a low C, which is basically the crease just outside the tackle. And then the high C fitter is actually going to be our box player. So we have two guys that are going to fit that C gap, especially against 10 personnel. You go 11 and 12, you know, you get tight ends in the mix, then it's just old school 50 or a 4-2-5, depending on what you're trying to do. Um, but we really we really try to rock and roll our fits with our interior backers, have two box players as overhangs, and then we have, like I said, two fitters in that in that outside gap, you know, the C gap, whatever flow of the play is, and especially with 10 personnel. So we still see a lot of 10 personnel down here. Um, you know, 11 and 20 is coming back into play more and more, I think. You know, with especially with RPOs, you get, you know, two backs and, and playing a 20 personnel system. And if you're good enough to have a guy that can play hybrid and really line up attached to Y and then maybe, you know, flex out into the slot, um, we're seeing some different things with that. But that's kind of what, what we're doing in the box. And then on the back end, I'm a split safety guy. I mean, we're going to stay in split safety looks the majority of the time, if not predominantly the whole time. And then we'll, we'll scroll and roll. Um, into one high looks post-snap, you know, just to give a different look. We'll play some both man and zone, uh, primarily a zone team. I think, you know, if you'd ask people, I guess, what the MO for Adam Harvey's defensive backfield would be, it would be press palms. You know, that's something that uh, is a little bit different and a little unconventional that I've done a lot of talks on, um, especially during COVID. I was able to do a lot of a lot of clinics on that. And then, um yeah, so we're, we're just mixing and matching a lot of that stuff. And, and just really, I, I want all 11 guys, you know, to the ball on the runs. And and then when we get a pass involved, uh, we want to make sure that, you know, we've got some good match concepts. we got some good country zone concepts. And we're getting after the passer as much as we possibly can. You know, kind of that Don Brown mentality and, and, and sending a lot of guys, but also having, having good dudes on the back end that 
we can, you know, complement each other and, and play good, solid defense, not just go balls to the wall, um, you know, feast or famine type deal. So, well, as an O line coach, run game coordinator, I appreciate no the no four I thing because it still bothers <laughs> us a lot. Right. But in my world, I know your defense. In my world, I see a four I. I'm going to trap him. That's just my I'm stupid simple when it comes to that. Sure. But you're but you're right. I used to coach defense when you have a four I or anybody that's inside. There's only one or two places he's going to go, or like mainly one spot he's going to go. When you got me playing offensive tackle and trying to play in college, you don't know where he's going. Is he going to go out? Is he going to slant in real quick and somebody else is going to replace? You you're, you are right. It makes them think. Some people think it's just too basic, but it does a lot. Even if you don't do anything, it makes them think. Especially when you bring an overhang down. Now they're thinking even more like, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? You can play games when you're doing an odd man front. Because everybody's going to that. And that's all we saw all year. I saw one team do a 4-2-5. The rest were 3-5-3-3. Three, three, three. And they love to play games. Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate the no 4-I thing. That makes me feel pretty good where I don't have to see the 4-I as much. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, talking about traps and that type of thing, I mean, you know, we'll cheat it on occasion if we've got some type of, you know, movement or, or you know, a stunt called where I need that guy to get to the A-gap. Obviously, you know, lining head up might not be the most conducive. So we'll, we'll do some stuff in the four eyes and even in threes. I mean, I, I, I like the old school bear front, you know, and talk about, you know, if I'm going to get trapped, you know, might as well just throw him in the gap right now and say, come trap us, you know. And, and if you're doing that, then hopefully our fast flow is going to make sure that, you know, we're complimenting that that type of thing. So we'll, we'll do some different things with it. But I really like the head up alignment, uh, especially because the four eyes given so many issues. I, I really think, again, down here is all I can speak for. But I really think OCs are starting to catch on. You know, they're starting to do different things to to, you know, to combat that. And so, um, you know, that head up thing, like you said, if it just makes them think a little bit more then then I think we've got a, a, somewhat of an advantage. I mean, if. If you're good, you're good. But if we can have some type of advantage and, you know, if it's a wash and one-to-one, um, we're good. You know, if you can't double team, it's because we've lined up and head up and we're hitting the, you know, the C gap right now. The next time we line up and head up and we're coming into the A gap, again, with some complementary movement on the second level, I'm all good with it. So. Coach Steve's show is sponsored by the Launchpad Kickoff Team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter, and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff, onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Team. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, okay? The Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off. Or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. 
So go to launchpadkickoffteak.com slash CSS. Use the code CSS. Get 10% off. Buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. As you guys know, the Coach Steve Show is also brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. The Unhinged Sports Network is a 24-hour, seven days a week, non-stop playing uh, radio podcast about any sport that you guys can imagine. They have a proud partnership with Fanatics. So if you go to the link in the description, uh, go to Fanatics, use that link, and go get some gear to support the Coach Steve Show and to support the Unhinged Sports Network. They have deals all the way up to 70% off. They have deals for free shipping, and they have every single sports team you could think of. Your college team is going to be on there. Your professional team is going to be on there. They have good deals on jerseys, t-shirts, hats, socks, anything you want. So please use the link in the description to go to fanatics.com. Say big on your team's gear to help support the the Unhinged Sports Network and to support the Coach Steve Show. Um, I'm friends with uh, Coach Nick Davis. He's the DC at Rose-Holman. I've known him for a year, a couple years. Because uh, he's from Charleston, Illinois, and I actually went to school. That's where EIU is, and then I coached at the high school, too. So when he recruited, he'd visit, so I'd always talk to him. I asked him just like a week ago, why is everybody going to an odd man front? Because back in the day, you couldn't run that defense unless your nose guard was like 310 pounds. Because you, right, you needed some big guy. And I said, so why are high schools going? Now, I know Texas is different. I can only speak for like Illinois. Like We're not Texas football. It used to be when you ran a 3-4, it's because you had no talent or something. Or it was you had that big nose guard. Now people are just doing it. Are you finding that you don't really need that? You could have a – he told me, you can have a fast nose guard to slant somewhere. Like, do, right. you need a, do you need a two-gapper or can you just have a fast kid and just move him? Absolutely. We're a single-gap defense, man. We, I, I never ask our kids to two-gap anywhere. Um, and so you're right. I think that old-school mindset mentality was that. Um, but, but like, like coach Davis was saying, and up in your neck of the woods, Wally Kashinsky over at St. Thomas in Minnesota. Um, I love what he talks about with his nose and cutting the field, right? So you can get vertical, you know, and that's kind of a no, no in defensive line talk, right? You don't want to get too far upfield. Don't get too far upfield. Don't chase blah, 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 blah. But I think from the nose position now, especially if, if you can penetrate and get some movement, and force, you know, force the ball kind of where you want to, as long as your gap sound, you're, you're in good shape, you know? And so we'll, we'll do some different things with our nose. Again, going back to that being unpredictable part, um, you know, a lot of times we're not a lag team, but a lot of times we will slant to the backside, eh? um, and they get both of our interior backers, you know, complimenting that slant. Um, I like to pinch my fours a lot. And so we'll pinch those guys. And again, if I'm sending one to the A gap, um, from one side, you know, send the nose to the front side and then send the front side to four technique to the C gap, you know, just different games where you're you're slanting two gaps on one side and just one on the other. I really think that there's some things that you can do, you know, in, in the midst of whatever you've already got going that, that will help, you know, in those areas and situations. And so we do a lot of that. But, yeah, I'm way good with playing one gap, you know, and, and – freaking getting in the backfield and causing problems. You know, one of the things we talk about with our D line, we have fun with it. You know, it's like, 
you know, hey, turn those guys into some sissies up there in the front offensive line, you know, and create bubbles and bows is kind of what what came to mind one day. You know, what I want them to do is any path. If you get a pulling guard, make him bubble his path or bow his path, you know. So if we're creating bubbles and bows and, and, you know, that's what little girls like, let's make them little girls and let's get after them. And so we've kind of, we've kind of, I guess, made our own with that. We're a little bit undersized. So there, there's some truth to that, but you know, we're going to call our defense like an offense basically. Right. I know exactly where I'm going. I know the gap that I have. I don't care what they're doing. It's attack and react rather than react and attack because We've got to get there right now. And knowing that we're going to get there, again, I've got two fitters at the C-gap based on flow. My interior backers are reading guards just like an old-school 50. I still have four guys behind because we're going to ask our defensive backs to get involved in the run game as well. And so, you know, with our secondary force, our primary force, you know, we're, we're going to make things happen and we're going to get after people. And sometimes it may look like that we could be out of out of position or out of shape, you know, and that type of thing. But if I can create a double team, somebody's coming free. And uh, and that's what we want. So we, we have fun with it. Um, and again, we're just trying to be most, you know, if we can be creative um, with our stunts and 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 we're able to to force them to do things that, that may not be in their game plan because we're a tight four. Um, that's where we want to be like mid, midway through the second quarter. If they're kind of scratching their heads like where are these guys going? That's exactly what I want. And then I can start sending my four man, five man, six man pressures to add on to that and now we're really rocking and rolling so yeah uh i remember being a lineman when you fired off you were taught to grab this guy and this guy and just bring him in now you're seeing more to attack the shoulder almost so like you're a nose guard or head up you're attacking a shoulder and if he comes to double team you you sink your hip in and you beat the double team that's what you're seeing a lot more of like you're describing um Sometimes I think I get too complicated. If a young coach listens to this, I want them to realize what's being said. So like you're hitting the shoulder, you're sinking your hips through and cutting up. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, and as an alignment, I'll just cut you, but that's my my sneakiness. Uh, and then <laughs> another thing Coach Davis had told me, and you just kind of said it, defensive coordinators are starting to, I think, call and install a defense like an offense, where offense, they tried out formation. So me as an offense, we're trying out formation you sometimes. He really does a good job of almost out-formationing them on defense. He wants to be simple but he'll move guys around and he may call the same coverage four times in a row, but look different Yeah, to really mess with people. And that's what we're doing. My high school is, Hey, just put in even just three coverages. But if you line up differently every time, just because you put a guy at a certain spot, that offense may not want to go that way with their play, especially with the RPO mm-hmm. world. Like mm-hmm. they don't want to do that. So it sounds like you're kind of doing the same thing, like moving people around and making it look different each and every time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and a lot of times we will kind of stay in the same spot and, and show the same look, but then move somewhere differently mm-hmm. post-snap too, right? So uh, I hear what you're saying, you know, pre-snap, absolutely. We're doing that as well, just by, based on leverage more than anything. And if you know the coverage or the call, you're in good shape. You know, we do that more with our interior than we do with the back end. But then with the back end, and we, we may give you a split safety look all night long, 
you know, and like as I said earlier, roll post snap and we're really in a one high. And so um, we've had a lot of fun with that. You know, my previous school, Sybil of Steel, we had some dudes in the backfield and I was defensive back coach, co-defensive coordinator. And and so back then, um, back then, two, three years ago, when I had some cats running around, you know, we had two five stars that came out of there. Um, one just got drafted by the Broncos. The other is at Texas A&M. I have one at Baylor, uh, two at UTSA in San Antonio, one at SMU. I mean, dudes. And um, so with those guys, we were able to to show a too high shell, you know, and even from 12 yards, sometimes 15, if the kid was good enough, we could scroll all the way down and play like a sky three or a Ripley's match. And he was the scroll player. Um, when you can do that stuff, I mean, those guys make you look like a better coach than you really are. Right. But, but I think, you know, kind of like you were saying, I mean, it's fun to be able to kind of like with an offensive mindset of I'm going to throw 8,000 formations at you and run three plays you know, if we can throw some different things at you alignment wise and run three coverages or show the same alignment and run multiple coverages, um, you know, I, I think I think that that again, it's a chess match like, a, you know, like we all talk about. That's what it is. It's a chess match. But but I think if, uh, you know, defensively with the RPO thing, if you got two overhangs and you can complement those guys with split safeties and then those four guys are really playing again, your, your crease and your alley, you know, then you're you're. You know, your corners, if they're tough enough, which my, I require mine to be tough, they can now play force. You know, so one of the things I talk a lot about and, and just mentioned it this morning to our kids, you know, like if we're talking about A, B, and C, that's interior stuff, you know, and, and the C gap is the crease. And so your crease can extend depending on splits and where the receivers are and what they're trying to run, wide zone. Obviously, the crease is going to be bigger and, and inside zone, it may be a little bit tighter and whatnot. But one of the things that we talked about was, you know, you've got ABC and then it becomes a little bit of a crapshoot once you're outside those C gaps. You got CAF, right? So you got your crease, your alley, and then your force. Well, if we can keep it, you know, kind of consistent yet uh, complex is the wrong word, but s- consistent yet um, different, right? And just, just make playing games, like you were saying, you know, and I can fold my corners underneath and play alley. Now my safeties can play force. Well, I've squeezed everything. Go back to Wally Kaczynski and how he cuts the field interiorly. You know, if I'm getting a lot of jet sweeps and I'm able to fold my corner up to fit in the alley where my safety's scrolling from the, the roof, that's a really tough block for anybody that's supposed to hit him on a jet sweep, you know. And so the corner may slip by somebody that's trying to get out wide, and now we've got a good opportunity to make a play. And, you know, it looks like a trap, I guess, really, from the corners where really they're just filling the alley and fitting that. And so – and one of the things that's been good with that is so like, you know, if you read, if you're reading past now, we do a lot of, again, press palms to read. Well, nothing changes from, from, you know, me getting hands on because I'm a press guy. I want to get hands on and shoot my eyes inside. Well, what's happening inside is, is really not irrelevant necessarily, but it's really just going to, it's just going to kind of make me play a little bit faster or make me react to what I see. And so if it's a pass, I'm still in the same shape that I would be if I'm going to fold underneath and play the alley right now, if I'm playing force or whatever we have called. So we, we have a lot of fun with that. And our kids, I think when they begin to understand that, like they did a couple of years ago there at Cibolo Steel, that's when you become a pretty dang good defensive unit, you know, because I'm really, really big on, we talk about it and it's cliche as defensive coordinators, but I am really big on truly having 11 hats in the fit. Mm-hmm. Right. I want 11 hats in the fit. I don't care if the ball is going away from you to you. You know where your fit is. And if we can fit it up properly, then then, then we're going to be pretty good. You know, and then and obviously 
force them to throw the ball. Because I still believe, even in the world of spread offenses and how many people are just slinging it all over the yard, you stop the run and you can run the football, you're going to be a successful football team. So that's what we're going to do first and you know, at Hutto. And anytime I'm coaching defense, we're going to stop the run and then force those guys to put the ball in the air. And, you know, now now, now it's a crapshoot. You better be pretty good athletes to be able to beat us because we got two safeties on the roof that are playing back there. Sometimes they're playing free. Sometimes they're playing halves. Sometimes they're playing quarters. And so we just want to try to keep everybody off balance in that manner. Um, are you guys seeing offenses kind of go back to what they used to? Like you said earlier, sometimes you see 11 personnel, 12 personnel. We're, I know up in Illinois, we're starting to see it kind of go backwards. We all went to spread. Now we're coming back. Like this year we had a hand down tight end and a wing at the same time with two receivers on the other side. Like we're right. coming back. We're, it, it's all coming full circle. So sure. I know for you guys, are you seeing offenses starting to buck sweep days? Are they coming back to we're going to have this wing and motion around option? Is it all just coming yeah, back? Yeah, yeah we are. Um, you know, the 11 personnel hybrid thing, I think is probably the biggest difference. Because I don't know that, uh, like down here in Texas, there's, you know, offensively, the, the tight end spot is kind of an anomaly. And then defensively, you know, that linebacker, too, it's like linebacker slash safety. You know, those are the guys that are, if you can play those positions, you're going to get recruited. And then if you can, you know, if you can help your high school team out, that puts a lot of headaches, I think, on the opposition, really, is that hybrid player on both sides of the field. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, we're not seeing a ton of wing. Um, unless it's a, you know, triple option team in the, in the wing T stuff, but, but we're seeing, you know, some bunch, um, the, the buck sweep thing, I think, you know, buck is a really good play and, you know, whether it's the ebbs and flows of ball or the ebbs and flows of ball, and it's always going to be that way, I think. Um, but I would say that more often than not, we're seeing, we're seeing 11 and 20, if a team has that personnel. Um, you know, like our offense really doesn't, we're, but we're trying, you know, because because um, it does. It, it creates headaches for, for the opposition. Um, we're more of a 10 personnel team. We got a lot of, you know, undersized, quick receivers. Um, you know, we got a slot that, that's, that Stephen F. Austin camp last night ran a 4-3, which is a lot of fun. So we're doing a lot of those with jet sweeps and that, that type of thing. And then on the other side, the slot is a 45-foot triple jumper you know, who can, who can really scoot himself. And so, and then on the outsides, we're not real big, but we've got good route runners and strong kids. Um, so we're seeing a lot more 10 with, with those types of teams, but you know, in our league, we, we got a team in our league that won the, that won the league this past year that was in 12 personnel the majority of the night, just pounding the rock, just coming right at us, you know? And so we were playing bear front. So talk about old school. <laughs> it was 12 versus bear all night, <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, for sure. Because um, I've been co- I'm 30, I've been coaching for 13 years. I did it since I was 18. Um, that's what it was. It used to be old school, then it went spread. Now it's like every time I talk to somebody, well, what do you do with your tight end coming back down? What do you do when there's a tight end and an H back? I'm like, oh, now we're bringing it all back. We used to be, I love the air raid passes, don't get me wrong, but we're all just coming back. Yeah. And it's and to me, it's flip flopping from defense. Like I said earlier, defense was the old school. You need a two gap or you need this, you need this. You guys are starting to become fast and physical and still strong. And offenses went to the spread. Now we're kind of coming back. So as you guys start to really figure out the spreads and how to stop them, we're coming back because yeah. we're, assholes. we're assholes. We we want to bring it back. Absolutely. Well, 
No doubt. No doubt. I mean, you know, the same conversation with, you know, the four eye thing and, and, uh, you know, what's happening there. I mean, you know, Saban, Saban gets on his zoom a couple of months ago and talks about offensive guys becoming the tower. They're the Taliban, you know, and I mean, that's, that's, that's just the nature of the beast. And that's what makes it fun to me. Again, it's such a chess match. This game is, I love it because, you know, I talked to the kids again this morning, we talked about being one eleventh. you know, you're one eleventh of the success or you could be one eleventh of the problem. But guess what? That one eleventh could really be a, a game breaking play or a game breaking player. You know what I mean? So you've got to come to the table and you hear that, you know, if you hear that fraction, it's not a lot. You know, I don't know what percentage it is. It's less than one. I can tell you that. But it's not a lot. And and so as you're coming to that that mindset, understand I don't have a lot. But at the same time, that your one eleventh could make the difference in whether or not we make a stop, whether or not we give up a touchdown. And, you know, with the schematics and coaching, you know, I mean, we've got six guys on the defensive side of the ball. And again, going back to that 12 personnel, you know, team last year, you know, they did still flip personnel. And so, you know, I had one guy in the box and his one job was to make sure that, hey, if, you know, I don't remember the kids, kids number, number 48, let's just say, if number 48's in the game, you know, you're screaming the buzz phrase to make sure that we are in the right personnel on our end because we're going to be in bare front, but we got to have big bodies. You know, they're going to pound it. And so I think it's just really, really fun. Um, but, yeah, also important that we're, you know, we're understanding that, that you know, that circulation and the ebbs and flows and what goes around comes around. Um, you know, once once kind of we find some success with that spread stuff, just like back in the day once we found success with the old school tight end stuff, you know, 11 and 12 and 21 personnel stuff, you know, you guys have to make adjustments and then we've got to make adjustments and it just, it is what it is. And so I, uh, I just have fun with it, man. That's, that's why you sleep and breathe ball because, you know, it's never ending deal and we'll always be on top of, you know, of our game. But at the same time, we know that you guys are studying in the other room and we've got to make sure we're, we're able to adjust and react accordingly. Do you actually get any sleep as a defensive coordinator? Because when I coached defense, I didn't. I didn't get sleep with that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, you know, it depends on the week, man. Uh, I, I, I really like one of the things that I've really enjoyed about being a DC is is kind of, and I mentioned it earlier. Like I listen to Jim Knowles talk about calling defense like an offense, right? And so if I've got every gap fit. Let's just hypothetically talk for a second. If I ever get a gap fit, secondary is kind of just second nature to me. That's just that's where I've been the majority of my career is on the back end. And so it is what it is back there. But if if my if my box players are good and golden, like I really, I really just hope that we are technique, you know, and I, I'm I'm a big technician when it comes to the little things and you know, footwork and and hand placement you talked about earlier, you know, that's kind of how some of that has changed. I mean, that at the end of the day is is where we are going to win or lose ball games, right? We're going to lose reps, as I said in, a minute ago. And so, you know, trust my coaches that, that they're teaching those little things right, Touch, you know, that touching on the little things that are going to make us different. But as far as just making the right call, um, again, I, I've just done a, I've done a lot of research, and I feel like if I can single gap things out, we're straight, you know, and then those coverages have to make sure that they've got, a, again, a perimeter gap fit. Uh, we're, we're good. And so I really try not to, and I don't want to sound like I'm, I know everything. I don't. Um, we were four and five this last year and sitting home during the playoffs. And so and defense made their fair share of mistakes. We were young. I think we're going to be good this next year. Got a really good inside linebacker crew. Um, 
And so I think if, if, you know, if our kids buy into what we're doing, you said it, the two words, fast and physical is part of our motto. Um, but, you know, like our whole overall motto at Hutto defensively is mode, M-O-D-E. So I'm a big acronym guy and it stands for making our discipline elite. Right. So I'm a big, big Brian Kite, Tim Kite fan where they talk about it all the time. You know, how do you be elite? And, and the shortcut is discipline and all of those things. Well, if I am in the process of making my play and making my discipline elite, I'm a disciplined player and a disciplined football team. You know, we've got the calls and we're going to put you guys in position. Now you've got to do the little things right. Make sure your discipline is elite every play and let's roll. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, you know, I, I try not to, to, to think too much beyond what I can control. Again, to use the cliche control, the controllables control what you can control. And um, I know I, I know I need some sleep because I'm 42 now. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't have the energy that I used to. So I'm not going to go throw a couple of bangs in the morning, you know, or Red Bulls or whatever. And so my coffee is going to have to do me in. And, and I just got to trust that, that my coaches are doing, you know, what they need to do. And my kids are are bought into our process. And then if they are, we're going to play pretty good defense because we're going to fly around. That's for sure. Well, speaking of bangs, that's what I was having as we were having. I noticed. Is that rainbow <laughs> unicorn? Yeah. That's that one. <laughs> we've been busting our, we've been busting one of our young coaches balls for drinking rainbow unicorn all year. So, <laughs> you know, I tried it one day. It's really delicious. Uh, I don't know. I got, I, I have a problem. Nah, that's good. I, I've actually had a bang. They do taste. They too taste pretty good. So we've got a lot of a lot of coaches in the office that will toss those suckers down, man. So all good. But I have a rule. I can't t- drink any of them after three o'clock. If it gets closer to that, I'm I am not allowed to have caffeine after that moment. Good for you. Good for you. I get up really early in the morning and have coffee, and then later on in the day I can have that. Especially COVID, where I was coaching. I did three sports in one day one time. I needed that. I feel you, man. I, I actually was part of that three sport fiasco this year myself. Myself, just you know, COVID and and uh, job changes and all the jazz that's going on, man. Sometimes you got to just bite the bullet and go after it. But man, I was definitely tired. In fact, last week I didn't hardly do anything, man. I just wanted to relax before we, you know, began our summer camp stuff this week, and and even this week I'm just noticing myself tired, you know. So I got to replenish a little bit, make sure I'm taking care of my body. And, but I'll be ready to go in the fall, guaranteed. I, I, I love football and, and already and stoked, you know, and can't wait till till the season begins and, and we'll rock and roll. Yeah, I haven't had a break yet. I got done with track Thursday. I had Friday off. We start school. Then right. Saturday, we had to go coach th- two or three basketball games and Sunday, and Sunday. And then Monday rolled around, football in the morning, basketball in the afternoon. Like, I haven't stopped yet. Yeah. And you're doing the show too. So man, you got it. You're rolling, bro. End of June. I, there's like a week off where there's nothing. And that's what I plan on doing it, going off the grid and doing nothing. Cause we need that. We need to do nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. If you can get off the grid and, you know, yeah, and do nothing. That's, that's, that's perfectly okay. And, you know, in fact, I was just thinking about that yesterday. I actually threw out a tweet, uh, that, you know, just stuff that I'm always trying to get better with self-care stuff, you know, and it's like, you know, that you got these guys that are take no days off guys. You get, you know, you even have the acronym for it, t-shirts, TNDO, all that. And then you've got guys that are work harder, not, or excuse me, work smarter, not harder. Right. And so, you know, one of the questions that just kind of, I've been pondering, can you be both, you know, how, how can you really maximize your time? You know, I don't know about the whole take no days off. That's pretty extreme, but 
how can you be a really, really hard worker and yet work smart at the same time? And, you know, but I think uh, and one of the one of the responses on there was really good. You know, rest hard. It was a phrase that was brought up. And, and I think that's part of it. You know, rest is part of working hard. So how do you continue to empty your tank on a daily? And, you know, we do this as coaches because you have to. If you don't, you're going to lose kids, you know, and then. To me, it's the most important thing and part of what we do is relationships. And that can become cliche too, but I mean, you know, if, if I'm texting a kid and he doesn't really know that my best interest is for him, but he thinks that I'm just doing it because I'm the DC and I want to be successful as a DC, well, he's the reason I'm a good DC at the end of the day, right? So I think also with that rest portion, we've got to learn how to turn it off, you know, and um, not, not really use a dimmer. And I tell all the time, you know, like, I'm coaching my nine nine year olds baseball team right now, um, just on the side, obviously volunteer. And I'm not very good at coaching nine year olds. I'm just not. <laughs> you know, I've got a light switch instead of a dimmer, and it's either on or off, right? And so when it's off, man, I'm chill. I, I can listen to the most chill music and sit down and do absolutely nothing and be fine with it. But when the light switch turns on between the lines, all that stuff that we talk about, man, I'm going balls to the wall. And if the scoreboard is on, or I know somebody's keeping score. I cannot help but flip the light switch on. I just can't. Like it's just not in my DNA, right? So I'm I'm yelling at nine year olds out there, and we're trying to. You know, it's funny too because the other guy that asked the coach asked me to coach. He's a defensive coordinator on the other side of Austin. So you got two DCs out there running around <laughs> a bunch of nine year olds. Boy, talk about an interesting bit. <laughs> no, but it's good, man. It's good to get away and rest. I'm with you, bro. I, I I used to coach middle school basketball for two years, and I quickly realized I cannot coach middle school kids. I have to be high school kids because I am too intense because I'm good with mistake-making, but after a while, I, I it just turns on, and the football coach yeah. comes out, and I'm like, I am meant to be with 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. I can't handle 12-year-olds or 13-year-olds. They can't handle it. I'm with you. I'm like, start bear crawling. Oh, wait a minute. They're 12-year-olds. You can't be making them bear crawl on the <laughs> basketball court. And right, right. You know, I agree because my time off used to be reading the football books, but I'm but I'm still – but what happens is I'm reading it, and I go, oh, that's good, and I just keep going. And I'm right. like, now I'm not even taking time off. Like I should be watching Netflix or something for a day, like just do nothing. Sure. Uh, I don't get time off, though. Like – it's hard to take time off because then when I do time off, I try to do, I try to do this. And I'm like, are you really taking time off? Or are you just that addict in us? You know, you have to talk football, you have to talk whatever. And you know, Dave Chappelle, you start itching. Like you got any more of those topics? Like that's what happens. Like, <laughs> right. right. No, you definitely have to make yourself. Cause that's just how we're wired. you know, I mean, it is what it is, but, but I, uh, yeah, I think it's really, really important and that we rest hard, you know, as I mentioned a minute ago. So. And last things, I know you got to go. The reason why we're like that is because when we asked, I said this the other day to somebody, when we asked these kids to give us their all, they got school, they have football, they've got a social life, they've got whatever home life they have. We're asking them to give us everything they have. We have to do the same. So that means reaching out to coaches and fine tuning what we want to learn, clinics, um, show up to practice early to set things up, staying after coaches meetings, the film watching, and we have it easy. That's the easy job. Right. But if we don't do that for them, they're going to see that very quickly of like, you don't care. And you're asking us to do this. Like when we all played sports, there was never why. We never asked why. We just did it. 
Nowadays, there's a why factor of like, why should I do this if you're not doing this? So we really have to show that we're doing that or they're they're not stupid. They're, they're going to sniff out real quick what you're about if you're not doing right. that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they can read right through the BS. You know, you better be authentic, man. And because authenticity, again, will go a long way. If you want to be successful, then you got to have some kids that are making plays. You know, it's just, it is what it is. So, no, but coach, I know you got to go. I appreciate it. Maybe I'll get you back yeah. on again and you can talk to me more about your coverages because I'm really interested in your palm read stuff. That's very. Yeah. 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 I'd love that, man. I appreciate you reaching out and uh, yeah, I'd love to, to get back on at some point after you rest, of course. So you go and, and do that and then we'll figure out a time, man. I hate the, the term grind, but truly right now the grind is not stopping. I don't know when it's going <laughs> to <stop>. real. <laughs> the grind is real right now. Yeah. And then in June, I'm just going to sleep. It's going to be. No, but I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Coach Harvey. What's your Twitter real quick so they can go follow you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Coach underscore Harvey and then the number 18. So uh, hit me up on there. I'm, I'm on there quite a bit. It's a great way to network and uh, love to talk ball anytime. So you can also follow my uh, my chat. We do a defensive back chat talking about coverages. Uh, that's No Fly Zone Chat, and that's, I think, at No Fly Zone Chat number one is the handle there. So. And That's Tuesday night, 8.30 Central Time. Okay, literally before I hit end recording, are offensive guys allowed to be a part of that? That's my Absolutely, opinion. absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because the whole chalk words thing that came out during the pandemic, yeah. uh, that was an idea that, that I had kind of thought of. And, and, and Matt Arafat, the guy that ended up running the chalk words thing, he and I talked, he's a defensive guy too, but – I thought, man, this would be a lot of fun. We were going to do it with some receiver coaches through uh, No Fly Zone chat, and then it really took in mind and, and took a took a whole turn on its own, which was great. Matt did a phenomenal job with that. But yeah, absolutely, you're welcome to and get on there and challenge us, you know, and and you know, kind of figure out what we're thinking whenever you're in, you know, FIB or, or whatever. I think that's good. Again, as you said earlier, you know, just sharpening one another, and and uh, we're all about it. You know, shoot, I just love to talk ball, man. I, I don't care who it is, so. All right. Well, thanks again, Coach. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.